Hey, what's up guys? Matt here coming to you from Laidlaw's Harley-Davidson. So it is that time of year again when Harley-Davidson launches their brand new motorcycles. Yesterday was January 24th and Harley-Davidson unveiled their new motorcycles for the 24 model year. We've seen a lot of what they call the carryover units that are motorcycles that didn't really receive any major mechanical changes and aren't new models, but just maybe receive new colors. We saw those already. If you haven't already seen that video, guys, check out the video I posted a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna put a link to that video in the upper right-hand corner here. That is going to be a significant amount of the information that you need to know for the 24 model year. I kind of go into just general information about the motorcycles. I'm going to be doing individual reviews for most of the bikes this model year as well. But let's jump into the big major information that was just unveiled yesterday. And I'm gonna be going into all the major questions that maybe weren't answered, maybe some of a little bit more of the nitty gritty details and specs on the bikes that maybe wasn't talked about in the reveal videos yesterday. The reveal videos, by the way, yesterday were just cinematic masterpieces. I just think that whoever they got to do the cinematography for these short videos or short films, I would call them, is absolutely amazing. But let's jump right into it, guys. So this model year, we have a brand new street glide and road glide. So in prior model years, we've had three versions of both of these bikes. We've had a Road Glide Standard, a Road Glide Special, and a Road Glide ST. Those have all now been replaced with just one Road Glide. And the model designation is an FLTRX, which was the model designation, historically speaking, of a standard Road Glide. Now the new Road Glide and Street Glide are anything but standard when compared to bikes of old, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. The same thing can be said for the Street Glide. So the Street Glide Standard, Special, and ST trim levels have all been replaced with with just a straight street glide FLHX. So basically six of the models in the touring family that were available last year have all been replaced by these two bikes, just the regular road glide and street glide FLTRX and FLHX. So let's talk about those for a minute and I'm gonna start here because these two bikes are gonna represent the majority of the new bikes that are being sold this model year. The rest of the new bikes that were announced yesterday were the four CVOs that are available this year, which is cool because a lot of times we just see three CVOs in a model year and we got four this year. So we're gonna talk about the four CVOs in just a second, but let's start off with what really makes up the bulk of the sales of Harley-Davidson Motor Company in these Road Glide and Street Glides. So right away, when you take a look at these bikes, you can see that they have the brand new body style that was introduced on the 23 model year Road Glide and Street Glide last year. So everything from the new shark nose fairing to the new bat wing fairing on the Street Glide, the new saddlebags, the new reshaped tank, the new tail end with the new tail lights. All that lighting and the actual physical shape of the bike is gonna be pretty much identical to the CVO last year. Now the CVO still has a lot of upgrades and features and parts that make them still head and toes more appealing than the regular Road Glide and Street Glide, which we'll get into in just a minute. But as far as just the bare body pieces go, they're the same looking and design as the CVOs were when it was introduced last year. So let's talk for a minute about what sets the Street Glide and Road Glide up apart from last year's bikes and what's a little bit different when you compare them to the CVOs as well. So these bikes do have the Milwaukee 8. That's a 117 cubic inch Milwaukee 8 engine. This year they do have 3% more horsepower and 4% more torque. One of the main physical differences about the bikes are the new heads. So you have the new water-cooled design in the heads that was introduced again last year on the CVO motorcycles. Instead of piping cooled oil through the heads like it was in prior years, you now have coolant that 
gets piped starting from the rear cylinder up to the front cylinder and then that water gets circulated through a radiator that cools it off and it starts to flow again so with that new head design and cooling system you are going to have improved thermodynamics so basically less heat radiating from the motor up into the rider the other thing they did was optimize the intake tract so you have reshaped oval intake ports and a retuned air box and i think the airflow is really where they got that little bit of a bump in power when you compare it to the 2023 road glide and street glide st models which also had the 117 so this engine is very similar to the 117 that we saw last year on the st models with the addition of the new cooling system and the improvements on the intake this year we did see a weight reduction on the motorcycles as well a lot of that was achieved with the steering column a lot of weight was saved in the triple trees where they went to aluminum triple trees they shaved 16 pounds off the road glide and they shaved 18 pounds off the street glide the suspension was upgraded as well you went from two inch travel in the rear shocks to three inch travel in the rear shocks the internals have been updated as well and retuned the front forks are still your traditional looking forks that we've seen in the past you did not get the inverted front ends on the regular road glide and street glide like you did on the cvo so that's one feature that's going to be exclusive to the cvo models however you do have new internals on the front forks and they have been retuned to accommodate the new lighter weight and also to be retuned in unison with the taller more travel in the rear suspension so overall you are going to find a greater ride comfort in these new road glide and street glide motorcycles i've ridden both these bikes for about 10 miles so it hasn't been a lot of riding but right away one of the things that i noticed was picking the bike up off the kickstand it definitely felt lighter i was almost surprised to hear that it was only reduced 16 to 18 pounds on both of these bikes just because it felt a lot lighter than that the suspension is noticeably more comfortable as well i will say i will be riding both of these motorcycles a lot in this coming model year and so stay tuned for my more in-depth reviews on both of these motorcycles here's a big topic for a lot of people and this is a topic that i see a lot of comments online being thrown around some of them correct some of them incorrect but this year we saw a huge price reduction in both of these motorcycles these bikes have a starting msrp of 25999 that's for billiard gray paint which is now the new base color as many of you know now and chrome trim if you want the blacked out finishes and trim on your motorcycle it's going to be a thousand three hundred and fifty dollar upcharge to get the blacked out version if you were to compare these new road glide and street glides to the specials and the sts of last year you're going to save approximately between three and four thousand dollars off of the brand new 24 when compared to the 23 st and special models the base msrp has gone down two thousand dollars there's no longer a one thousand dollar surcharge on these bikes anymore and you no longer pay the extra eleven hundred dollar charge for the rdrs so that right there is a $4,100 decrease on similarly equipped motorcycles. I will say the black finish last year was only $1,000. This year to get the black trim, it's $1,350. And if you like black, you now have to pay a $600 upcharge for the black. But if you like the billiard gray, then the billiard gray, there's absolutely no upcharge at all. So overall, even with those few little upcharges on things that were less last year, you're still saving, like I said, between three and $4,000 off of Harley-Davidson's core baggers this year. Like honestly, the value and the decrease in the price of the bikes this year cannot be overstated. This is by far the biggest price drop that I've ever seen in the history of the motor company. And some of you guys may be 
asking, okay, well, maybe the Special or the STs had more equipment than these new current generation bikes. And really the, the best way I can explain it, guys, is these new road glides and street glides, they took a little bit of the features of all three of the trim levels of last year's motorcycles, but that's on top of a completely new body style with new suspension as well. So these new bikes don't really fit in any of the previously known trim levels. I mean, you've got the 117 of the STs. You've got way better lighting than any of the models of last year. You know, you have all new LED lightings. The turn signals are all integrated like into the bodywork of the bike. In the tail end, you have CVO-like lighting with that bar strip between the saddlebags and the rear fender. Just the lighting is a lot better than it ever was on any of the previous generation motorcycles. Some of the finishes though, like on the inner fairing can be related to like the standard where you've got that dull black as opposed to the shiny black inner fairing like on the special and the ST. However, the new infotainment system, I guess we can talk about that real quick. So that's the new 12.3 inch infotainment system that pretty much consolidates all the gauges and the old infotainment system into just one big unit on the inner fairing. And on the standard street glide and road glide, you got that small 4.3 inch screen unless you paid a premium to get the larger 6.5 infotainment system. The big infotainment screen was only standard equipment on the specials and the STs. And so these new bikes have that big, beautiful 12.3 inch screen with the Skyline OS, much like what we saw introduced on the CVO Road Glide and Street Glide last year. So as far as infotainment goes, it's better than it's ever been on any of the trim levels. If you compare this price point to the standard Street Glide and Road Glide last year, then the pricing on these bikes is pretty much identical at $26,000. And that's comparing the base color 23 model year, which was vivid black, to the base color billiard gray on the 24 model year Street Glide and Road Glide. If you want to make an argument and compare black to black, then the bikes have gone up about $600 this year because that's the upcharge for the vivid black paint. But if you're comparing base color to base color, then for all the extra stuff that you get this model year, you're paying the exact same price as the regular standard Road Glide and Street Glide last year. And I'm talking a Road Glide and Street Glide standard last year that's similarly equipped. That's with the ABS, with the infotainment system, and the RDRS. So one of the things on the infotainment system that is different when compared to the CVOs is navigation isn't a standard feature on these infotainment systems. To get the navigation function on these new infotainment systems on the street glide and the road glide, it does require a digital download that costs you $349. Now I'm still trying to get all of the fine details of this exactly, but these infotainment systems are CarPlay ready. And so if you would just use CarPlay, you can use the navigation off of your cell phone, which is probably what I will be doing when I buy one of these bikes. I will be getting one of these new body styles in the 24 model year. I'm not sure exactly which model yet, but definitely stay tuned for that. But for me, I might not be a customer for the Harley-Davidson embedded navigation just because I use my phone on my bike anyways, but I may end up getting it just so I can become familiar with it and I can intelligently speak about it to customers and people through my YouTube channel. But other than that, the infotainment system is super nice. It's beautiful. The display is very pleasing on the eyes, that's for sure. You have a couple different gauge layout setups. There's like a sport one. There's a touring one, which favors the map a little bit more. And then there's like a road 
setup that has just like both gauges, your RPM and your miles per hour. So you really can customize this screen. There's also additional functionality on the screen that wasn't previously available on the old Boom Audio 6.5 GT system. The only complaint that I've had so far, and I mentioned this on my CVO review video, is I wish the software was a little bit snappier. I think once I get one myself and I start using it on my personal rides, I'll be able to speak a little bit more to this infotainment system and exactly all the pros and cons of it. I think there's probably still some people out there that prefer the actual physical analog needle on your tachometer and your speedometer. But again, that just kind of boils down to your preference. For me, the screen's beautiful. You can have the regular black background or you can have the high contrast mode that shows like a white background so you can see things a little bit better in the direct sunlight. A long overdue feature for this new infotainment system is there's no longer a need for a WIM or a wireless headset interface module. You used to have to buy this module that was like two or 300 bucks that allowed you to Bluetooth your headset to the infotainment system, which is in this day and age of electronics is just completely ridiculous. And so you no longer have to buy that WIM to connect your headset to the new infotainment system. By the way, as a side note, Harley Davidson went away from the Senna headsets that were Harley Davidson branded and sold through their PN catalog. They are now switching over to the Cardo headsets as their official Harley-Davidson branded headsets. So I may be purchasing one of these Cardo headsets just so I can speak intelligently to people when I'm talking about these bikes. A couple other things before I wrap it up on the Street Glide and the Road Glide. You do have brand new seats on these bikes as well. They do, in my eyes, still prioritize the style of a Road Glide and a Street Glide, which is a good thing, but they did change like the stitching design and they added new padding internally in the seat to give the seats a little bit better comfort. The bars on both of these bikes have been tuned like a wider, flatter angle bar as well to give the riders a little bit more of a long haul seat comfort. You do have a brand new wheel design as well, which is really nice. The Prodigy wheels have now been running for, I want to say about four years now. So a new wheel design was kind of long overdue. I don't think these wheels have like an official like trendy name on them yet, but they are a cast aluminum wheel, 19 inch in the front, 18 inch in the rear. They do look really good. In the saddlebags, you do have what's considered a short saddlebag as opposed to like the stretch saddlebags that we saw for so many years on the special versions of the Street Glide and the Road Glide. Some people are asking, okay, well, do they have a long stretched bag that's offered through the parts catalog? They do not have a stretched bag right now. I would guess that in the future, they might come out with a stretched saddlebag. Who knows? We'll see. But the bag shape again is the same as on the 23 model year CVOs. There's a little bit more room in these saddlebags, by the way. But that pretty much wraps it up for what I feel like are the two core Harley-Davidson touring models. You also have the Ultra Limited and the Road Glide Limited in the lineup. They did not receive the new fairings and the new body style redesign this year. So it'll be interesting to see how long they run what is commonly referred to as the Rushmore fairings on those bikes. And you've also got the Road King Special in the touring lineup as well. We did not see a return of the Road King Standard in North America at least. So if you don't include the CVO motorcycles, we only have five touring chassis Grand American touring motorcycles now. So the lineup has definitely been simplified. Harley-Davidson this year is really encouraging dealerships to pre-accessorize some of their street glides and road glides to kind of differentiate the bikes and give customers a little bit of that niche feeling of the ST or the special or like a long haul focused version of these two bikes. So I think it will be common for a lot of you guys going into dealerships to kind of see some of these bikes enhanced in one direction or another to accentuate different use cases. 
Alright guys, so let's jump into the bike that by far is the star of the show, the bike that everyone is talking about, and the bike that I personally am the most excited about as well, and that is the CVO Road Glide ST. Now, this bike was inspired by the King of the Baggers. Kyle Wyman was involved in the development of this motorcycle, and at first glance, this thing is just beautiful. It screams performance and has a lot of cool features on it that take Take the performance to a more of a track race orientation when you compare it to a CVO Road Glide and a CVO Street Glide. And by the way, guys, the CVO ST is only available in the Road Glide model. We do not have a CVO Street Glide ST. But let me walk you through this thing because this thing, again, is by far the bike that is receiving the most attention in the 24 model year so far. And rightfully so, this thing is pretty rad. So, first off, let's talk about the engine it has the milwaukee 8 121 cubic inch engine and it does not have the variable valve timing instead they're calling it the 121 high output engine so you don't have the variable valve timing which actually saves you two pounds but what you're looking at is a lot bigger more aggressive intake on here and a different cam and tune that really favors top end horsepower so with this engine tune you're looking at an additional 12 horsepower when compared to the regular CVO Road Glide and Street Glide, those bikes put out 115 horsepower. This bike puts out 127 horsepower at 4,900 RPM. Speaking of RPM, the red line has been bumped from 5,500 to 5,900 RPM red line. The engine torque has been increased by six foot-pounds of torque up to 145 foot-pounds of torque, and that's measured at 4,000 RPM. So what does this mean basically when you compare it to the regular CVO, Street Glide, and Road Glide. Basically, this engine likes to be run at a higher RPM. You are not going to have that access to the low end torque like you would with the variable valve timing. So it's a little less rider friendly in terms of just day to day street performance. This is a bike that you're going to be downshifting a little bit more commonly to really access that power, running it at a little bit higher RPM. This engine is going to be less fuel efficient as well when compared to the variable valve timing engine. So this engine definitely favors a little bit more active rider engagement and definitely favors a little bit more of the race orientation as well. This bike also has track mode on it in addition to your road mode, rain mode, and your sport mode. So this mode is intended for the track and it will allow this bike to reach a top speed of 120 miles per hour. The regular road glide and street glide CVOs, so the non-ST models, have electronic governor at 100 miles. The fact that the CVO Road Glide and Street Glide are electronically governed at 100 miles an hour, I think is very disappointing. But the ST is electronically governed at 120, and I'm sure there's probably some type of legality or liability reason why the motor company has to limit these bikes. So maybe I shouldn't be so harsh in my judgment. But that's what you're looking at in terms of engine performance. Again, the air cleaner on this bike is massive, and I know that they were able to squeeze a little bit more power out of the engine due to the increased and bigger volume intake on this bike. So you're going to be seeing four instances of carbon fiber used on this bike. So it's forged carbon fiber. You're going to see that in the front fender and the seat cowl and the tips of the exhaust and then on the center console on the tank. So yeah, there's a little bit of weight savings there, but really it also is a really cool performance oriented style point as well. We're seeing more and more custom builders use carbon fiber on performance bikes these days. So to see 
see that from the factory is really cool. And you might say, like, wow, that carbon fiber looks a little bit weird. Well, that's because this is forged carbon fiber as opposed to woven carbon fiber, which is the one that you're going to see a little bit more commonly. But forged carbon fiber has a little bit more consistent manufacturing process and is a little bit more friendly when mass producing this type of carbon fiber. And so that's what Harley-Davidson went with. Speaking of the muffler, you have a titanium muffler, which gave you about a 30% weight savings on the exhaust. By the way, this bike is down 25 pounds when compared to the other CVO motorcycles. The suspension on this bike is pretty freaking sick. So you've got the 47 millimeter inverted forks that we also see on the CVO Rogue Glide and Street Glide. However, these are fully adjustable in the front and the rear with your preload and then compression and rebound damping. The rear shocks are pretty sick. You've got remote reservoir piggyback shocks on here. This is Showa suspension, by the way. A lot of people are asking, okay, are those the Screaming Eagle Olin shocks on the tail end of this bike? No, they are Showa, but they do have the remote reservoirs to keep the gas and the oil separate for the best maximum performance in the tail end. And they are fully adjustable rear shocks as well. So the suspension is Harley-Davidson factory's best stuff we've ever seen on a factory bike before. The seat is pretty dope. You've got a couple different materials that make up this seat. You got this Alcon tar and you've got like this really high weather resistant material as well, which I don't know the technical term for it, but it's, it's a material that we see in a lot of the aftermarket custom world. You've got this really cool CVO ST logo on the top of the seat. It's like this high back, big bucket seat to kind of keep your body into position on this thing when you're ripping on the throttle. Like we saw first introduced on the CVO Rogue Glide and Street Glide last year, these bikes come with radial mount Brembo brakes on there. The rotors, however, on this ST are a wave style rotor, which dissipates heat a little bit better. One more feature to kind of give it that race inspired function and style. You've got new wheels on this bike as well. You got a 19 inch wheel on the front, 18 inch wheel on the rear. They are cast aluminum. I don't see any cool name branding on these wheels yet. So we'll just call them the CVO Roguelite ST wheels for now. On the forks, you can see on the slider portion of the fork, it's like this black, what looks like a black anodized coating to it. The technical term for it is diamond-like carbon coating or DLC coating on here. Basically, it just gives it that black looking finish to kind of match the rest of the blacked out front forks on there. Different color coatings is really popular in the performance aftermarket world as well. So it's kind of cool to see Harley-Davidson put that extra little touch on there. The Roguelite ST also has a different bar and riser setup. So you've got a six inch riser on these. So a little bit of a setup that's hinting towards that T-bar style that we see so often on performance baggers. I do know that they are a little bit limited in how high they can go on the T-bar from the factory just for safety reasons. It is officially the 25th year anniversary for the CVO lineup in Harley-Davidson's history. And so you've got the 25th anniversary logo on the front fairing of these bikes, which is a really cool touch. The engine guard on these bikes is Harley-Davidson's flat out bar as they're calling it in their parts and accessory catalog. So it is very similar to like those just straight bars that you see a lot of the cool kids rocking these days on the performance baggers. The wheels have this rad laser etching in the front wheel that says CVOST in red. Do me a favor guys, when you see this bike, fill that with your finger. It's like engraven into the wheel. It's not like painted or a sticker or anything. They actually had to powder coat these wheels twice. The first time they powder coat it, they powder coat it in red and then they lay the black over the red and then they etch that lettering into the front wheel 
so you can see the red underneath it. It's things like that that is such an immense amount of attention to detail that I think really needs to be said. And some of the first comments I see on Instagram and things like that on this bike is people say, okay, yeah, how much is gonna be out the door? 60,000 out the door, whatever. So the MSRP on this bike is 42,999 with no surcharge. So I think it's very competitively priced for what you get on this bike. You do have Harley Davidson's new collection of like floorboards and grips and everything. It's called the Switchback Collection. So like your everything from your foot controls, brake pedal, floorboards, grips, and things like that is a brand new collection being introduced to the parts and accessory catalog this year. So let's compare it to the regular CVO Road Glide and Street Glide because I think at first glance, a lot of people are going to be like, okay, wow, just give me the ST, you know, forget about the other CVOs. But I think there's some things that you guys need to know that are like trade-offs that I think a lot of people at this point have no idea they're, they're even making by going with this bike. And first of all, I will say that the Road Glide and Street Glide did go up to 44.5 this year. So you're looking at about $1,500 more than the Road Glide ST, but you are sacrificing quite a few features by going with this Road Glide ST in favor of the more powerful engine, the higher top speed and the suspension and some of the styling points. So first off, if you guys notice, the Road Glide ST does not have any of the saddlebag speakers in the lids. So you just have the audio in the fairing. Second of all, like I mentioned already, you do not have the variable valve timing. And so depending on what type of rider you are and what type of power delivery you favor, you may like to just grab that handful of throttle at a low RPM without having to downshift just to have access to more power. That variable valve timing really does help in just being able to spin that throttle no matter where you're at in the RPM range and having that bike just be real snappy and get up and go. Another thing you may notice is the remote reservoirs for the rear shocks are mounted in the same place as the docking hardware. For me, this is a major sticking point because currently you cannot snap on tour packs and backrests to this motorcycle. Now, Harley-Davidson has told us in the next three to six months, they're gonna have a solution for that. So I think that's gonna be one that's gonna be overcome very quickly here, but just know that if you buy this bike right now, there isn't an immediate solution for being able to clip on tour packs, luggage rack, backrests, and things like that in the tail end. Next thing, there is no heated grips on this bike either. So just regular grips on here. You do not have some of the extra goodies that come with CVOs historically. You do not have the bike cover. You do not have the home link, which allows you to open up your garage door electronically. You do not have remote locking saddlebags. So that's a feature that has always just kind of assumed that is on the CVOs, where you have on your key fob the button and on the dash the button to lock all your saddlebags. That does not come on the CVO Road Glide ST. You do not have the headset that comes with this bike either. On the CVO Road Glide and Street Glide, you have the new Cardo headset that comes with those motorcycles. No headset on this bike, guys. So there is a little bit of give and take when you compare this to the non-ST versions of the Road Glide and Street Glide CVO bikes. This black color I'm showing you here is called Raven Metallic. And then there's also a white version of this bike called the Golden White Pearl. But guys, in a nutshell, I'm super excited for the CVO Road Glide ST. I think this bike is gonna be an absolute grand slam this year. I personally predict that this bike is gonna be one of the most popular CVOs to ever come out of Harley-Davidson's factory. I still think that there's a big place for the non-ST version CVOs. And I think people should really take a hard look at their use case for both of these models because I think they may find, based on their priorities, the non-ST version of the Road Glide CVO is still the best suited motorcycle for them. That being said, I think there's gonna be a lot of guys that just want this badass suspension 
suspension with the peaky horsepower and the high top speed for track day use only of course all right guys so let's jump into the next bike here and this is a bike that i think caught a lot of people by surprise i know when i first heard about it i was like wow okay right on this is cool but i definitely did not see this one coming at all and we're talking about the cvo pan america now the pan america was first introduced in the 2021 model year so this will be the fourth model year in a row that we've had the pan america around and the pan america for harley davidson motor company was a big risk and you know it's been the number one best-selling adventure touring bike in north america since it was launched so sounds like it's a risk that is definitely paying off and i think it's a segment outside of like the on-road cruisers that really makes sense for harley davidson i bought a pan america the 21 model year and i've really liked it a lot and so now that they've taken it to the cvo trim level i think it's a pretty cool thing so let's talk real quick about what you get here something that i think is a little bit out of the ordinary for CVO models at least is the Revolution Max engine is kind of already a beast right out of the box and so yeah, I'm not sure that there's anything for them that they could do easily to really bump this thing up. I mean it already puts out 150 horsepower. This thing already performs at a very high level but really what you're getting with the CVO Pan America is all the extra equipment and content on this bike. So let's go over that real quick. So we're going to jump over to HarleyDavidson.com here and I really wanted to analyze in, in jump deep into the value proposition that this bike offers here so i went over to the accessory page for pan america and i kind of added up everything that i saw on the bike and some of the things that i pulled out of here it's a little bit of a gray area as to how much you add exactly just because every pan america for example has heated grips but if you want to buy the fancy heated grips like you find on the cvo pan america you're going to pay a little bit more so you're going to be somewhere between 4500 bucks to five thousand dollars if you were to just buy just the parts alone that are on this bike above and beyond the regular Pan America special. And by the way, they did discontinue the Pan America standard this year. So basically the Pan America, the standard base model was replaced by this CVO version. Anyways, you're between $4,500 and $5,000 if you put all the parts on here. That's not including paint and that's not including labor. Once you add labor to this, I'm not sure how many hours your typical dealership would bill you if you put all the stuff on here. You're easily just in parts and labor. You're easily easily over what the price difference would be between the Pan America CVO and a regular Pan America Special. So let's jump into that real quick. And the price, by the way, is $28,399. A Pan America base price is $20,000, but the CVO comes with the lace wheels and the adaptive ride height, which you pay extra for on the regular Pan America. So the lace wheel option is $1,000 and the adaptive ride height is $1,200. So right there, we can just say that the base price of this bike with the fully, fully optioned is going to be $22,200. So when you're looking at the CVO price, you're at $28,400. Okay, we need to make up about $6,200 there. So I think easily with with parts and labor, you're gonna be over that $6,200 threshold right there. My personal opinion, if you're a guy that wants the Pan America and you're gonna buy all this stuff anyways, then the CVO makes a lot of sense. And I'm already getting these questions and comments online where it's people are saying like, oh my gosh, this beautiful paint set, why would anybody put this level of paint when you're gonna get in the dirt and you're gonna tip it over and you're gonna damage it and everything. You know, the way I look at it, guys, Oh, and this is the legendary orange, by the way, that's very similar to what we see like on the CVO Rogue Glide and Street Glide, which is a super nice paint job. But the way I look at it, guys, once you factor in the accessories and what it would cost you to put it on there if you do it at a dealer, the paint is pretty much free. I just look at it like, okay, I'm getting the bike, I'm getting the accessories I want, but really this fancy paint, 
I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to take it off road, ride it like I normally would any adventure touring bike. If I tip it over, it is what it is. I think Brad Richards made a comment. Of course, the, the kind of the fourth and final paint job will be snow, rain, mud. The more dense and mud and scratches we put on the bikes, the, the better. You know, they kind of give you the bikes a great patina. That's adventure touring. You know what? Take it out there, and if it gets some bumps and bruises, so be it. Anyways, that's my opinion. But let's jump into some of the stuff that you get extra on this bike. So, you know, a lot of the, the medallions and badging throughout the Rev Max are the upgraded ones. I know the adversary collection was first introduced on the Rev Max. I'm not sure if this collection has a name yet, but it looks kind of like a carbon fiber or something like that. I doubt it's carbon fiber, but that's kind of what it looks like. But I think the big things that you're going to get that are the high ticket items are all the luggage back here. So you get the aluminum panniers and the aluminum top case and all the mounting bracketry that is required to mount those cases on there. And the quick shifter is another one that you get just on the bike as is. And then you get the big heavy duty skid plate on here, radiator guard. You get the auxiliary lights on here as well which is a nice item to get the seat is a very unique cvo seat that i think is really cool that's one of the things that on the pan america special i think the stock seat looks a little bit on the cheap side and i think what where they were going with it is just you know high durability which it is durable i've yet to see one of these things rip but it doesn't look nearly as nice as the cvo seat which is to be expected and a lot of the things like the subframe here is like powder coated red the brush guard up here is all red powder coated you also get this exhaust guard as well which isn't a standard item on the special so you get that as well the grips like I mentioned earlier these fancy schmancy grips that are heated the fact that they're heated though isn't anything above the special because the special already has heated grips things like the phone mount here and so if you're a guy that is going to get all this luggage anyways and wants the quick shifter and the lighting and stuff like that and then the cvo pan america makes a lot of sense i don't know exactly how many of these are going to be made but i get the feeling that it's going to be very limited production on these cvo pan americas if i were to take a wild guess and i hate doing this because i get in trouble this way but there's probably going to be you know maybe a quarter or less than a quarter of these produced when compared to those motorcycles i'm just guessing i'm not sure exactly but it, it will be a very limited production on these motorcycles and that makes sense and I predict that just because you're talking about it's kind of a niche motorcycle within the Harley Davidson lineup and then you narrow that down even further to an ultra premium motorcycle in a super niche segment in Harley Davidson's lineup in terms of you know volume and sales but I think it looks really good you got the pads on the tank as well which isn't a really high ticket item but kind of cool to add that and then you've got the 25 years of CVO goodness insignia on the front this is the 25th anniversary of the CVOs a little fun fact the first CVOs were the FXRs back in 1999 there was like a FXR2, FXR3 that back before they even used the terminology custom vehicle operation, they were like the first like factory custom vehicles that were kind of above and beyond the regular FXRs back in the day. A couple parts you do not get with the CVO Pan America. You do not get the Screaming Eagle titanium muffler. Not sure why that is. I can only guess that maybe it's like a compliance thing. Trying to get these certified emissions wise in you know all the different markets around the world and states and things like that. I don't think those are legal in California either. So maybe that's why they didn't 
bolt that up. You don't get the tank bag. I was a little bit surprised by that. But most every accessory that you find in the catalog here is going to come on the bike. You do not get the headlamp guard either, which I think is one of those things that some people would prefer for it not to be on there. And I don't think it has the Screaming Eagle Extreme Flow Air Cleaner either. You know, all this extra stuff like the case mounting system, the auxiliary light installation kit. I didn't see the rear brake reservoir guard on the CVO either. This is a nice piece. I actually have this on my bike. That was a little bit of a oversight. That should be on the CVO in my opinion. All right, that pretty much does it for the CVO Pan America in its debut year in the CVO family. Definitely a welcome addition. And I think a lot of people were caught off guard by this bike. It was a surprise to me. I think it was a surprise by a lot of people. So it's always nice to have those two or three bikes every model year launch where people didn't even see it coming. But no engine upgrades, no suspension upgrades, which is a common feature when a CVO comes to market. But really where this bike shines is all the extra accessories and goodies and utilities utility that comes on the CVO. So you've got a really good chunk of all the accessories that are offered by Harley-Davidson out of the parts and accessory catalog. You've got the over-the-top high-end paint job as well and all the exclusivity that comes with the CVO. And if you're going to be buying a Pan America Special and spending the money and time and effort to get these accessories on the bike anyways, you might as well just spend the money and have that better value moving forward and have all the stuff ready to go right out of the box right when you pick up the bike from the dealership. So I feel like the CVO Pan America definitely offers a different value proposition than some of the other like Roguelide and Streetglide CVOs. All right, guys, so let's cap it off with the final two motorcycles, the CVO Road Glide and CVO Street Glide. So they're pretty much the same bike as we saw first introduced halfway through the 2023 model year, which was probably one of the biggest launches in the history of the motor company, just in terms of like brand new bikes. This is when we first saw the new fairings, the new body style, the new saddlebag shapes, the whole new body style was first introduced on the 23 model year CVO Road Glide and street glide so i would encourage you guys to check out my full review on these bikes that i did halfway through the model year last year they've pretty much gone relatively unchanged from halfway through last year when they were first introduced but i, I think if i just glaze over these bikes i'm doing an injustice because the cvo road glide and street glide really have been in less than a year ago one of the biggest launches in the history of the motor company but with the new model year the 24 model year we pretty much have new paint on these motorcycles as to be expected harley davidson's not going to change one of the biggest investments they've made after seven months of a bike being offered so i'm not going to get into the real details and nitty-gritty of these two motorcycles but i will spend just a couple minutes about how these bikes now compare to some of the newcomers like the standard road glide and street glide and the cvo road glide st for example because i think these bikes are going to get shopped against that cvo road glide st quite a bit you're kind of right there in the same price point so I might as well start there actually. So these bikes are 44.5. So they are priced at $1,500 more than the CVO Roguelide ST. And like I already mentioned, that's because you're getting some additional content on these bikes that you don't get with the CVO Roguelide ST. If you're a guy that favors just pure performance, then the CVO Roguelide ST might be for you. But if you're a guy that likes a little bit more of that streetable power delivery with the variable valve timing, a little bit more accessible low end torque, this bike's gonna give it to you with the 121 
one variable valve timing engine. If you favor audio, then this is definitely the obvious choice because you get the additional speakers in the rear saddlebags. And then convenience things like the remote locking bags with the key fob and on the dash, you have the remote locking just like we've seen on the CVO motorcycles in the years past. And then a few other small things like the CVO bike cover and the home link system that allows you to open up your garage through the push of a button or the flicker of the lights. The other aspect to these bikes that's only available on the CVO Road Glide and CVO Street Glide as opposed to the ST is the offering of the ultra premium paint set, which this year they call it Legendary Orange. And so this is a price tier similar to the Whiskey Neat that we saw last year. So it is an additional $6,000 on top of the base MSRP of $44,499. So if you get this bike with the ultra premium paint set that is done once again by Gunslinger Paint, you're now looking at a $50,500 motorcycle from the factory. Now, if I were you guys, I'd jump over to the website or try to see these bikes in person because it's more than just paint when you change the paint on a CVO bike. You're now changing things like the engine trim finishes, like the lower rocker box covers on the legendary orange or orange. There's little orange highlights throughout the bike, like on floorboards and grips. The exhaust is chrome on the legendary orange paint scheme as well. The other paint scheme, like the base paint scheme, is called Copperhead. And I actually haven't seen this paint in person yet, but it looks almost like a deep copper copper maroonish color looks really nice like a really cool rich deep color that you'd expect to see on a CVO and the exhaust on this bike is the scorched chrome and you're going to see that in other places like the lower rocker box covers and you see a little bit different highlights on the foot and hand controls and stuff. So in a nutshell, if you're someone that favors a little bit more of that immediate torque and the variable valve timing, someone that favors the stereo, uh, maybe the fancier paint, you've also got passenger accommodations on this bike as well. So passenger seat, passenger pegs, there's nothing to inhibit you from snapping up tour packs and things like that to this bike like you have right now on the ST, although there will be a solution coming out for the ST in the near future to relocate the remote reservoirs so you can snap up additional accessories in the tail end. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are in the comments section. I'm curious to know how many of you guys would prefer the CVO Road Glide and Street Glide as opposed to the CVO Road Glide ST. Let me know which of these three motorcycles you guys would choose. Anyways, guys, I appreciate you watching. As always, if you have any questions, leave them in the comment section below. I try to get back to everybody. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button to check out my future Harley-Davidson content. And if you're looking for a newer used motorcycle in Southern California, make sure you hit us up here at Laidlaw's Harley-Davidson. I'm excited for this 24 model year, guys. I got a lot more content coming your way. We'll see you guys on the road. Later.